Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to Orange and Blue Blood, hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beard. Let's get to it, New York. So, uh, we've seen uh, a bit of a lull in activity in this NBA offseason as teams begin to settle in with their rosters following the early July editions. But the Knicks are reportedly still looking to offload one of their vets, Yahoo, Yahoo Sports. Uh, Jake Fisher says rival execs tell him that the Knicks remain, quote, engaged in trade avenues for veteran shooter Evan Fournier, and the Knicks are amendable to doing so as part of multi-team frameworks. So Fournier is entering the third year of a four-year, $73 million contract. He's owed a guaranteed $18.8 million this upcoming season. He then has a team option for $19 million the following season. Fournier began uh, the year as a team starting shooting guard, which he was the previous season. But a slow start and poor defense relegated him to the bench in early November. After a rough stint in a reserve role, Fournier was taken out of the rotation completely on November 15th and saw a little action the rest of the season. He averaged just 6.1 points per game on 33% shooting, 30% from three in 27 games last year. After the Knicks were eliminated in the playoffs, Fournier said, quote, my season was over a long time ago. It took me a good month to understand that. Obviously, there's going to be changes, and I'm going to get traded. That has not happened yet. Changes have happened, but he has not been traded. So, uh, Tommy, first, uh, do you think it is smart for the Knicks to use Fournier in a potential three- or four-team deal as the way Jake Fisher describes in this report? 100%, and that's the reason he's still on the roster. And, uh, you know, and uh, because the return of the expiring, the return of the expiring contracts having value um, is one of the byproducts of this new CBA. Um, you know, there was a point in time where, you know, you didn't, you know, there was Theo Ratliff's expiring contract was a thing. And, um, yeah. you know, like a, a decade ago where you needed those kind of expiring contracts, the complete deals. Um, it wasn't so it wasn't as necessary as teams at excess cap space and the teams weren't worried about being hard cap. But now with the new CBA ramifications um, where you can't exceed a certain limit, where you're hard capped, if you use your middle of exception, et cetera, there's a lot of language there um, that makes it a little more difficult in terms of matching salaries. And having that expiring salary is, is, is appealing to teams um, looking to uh, on either, you know, facilitate trades or be a third partner in a trade, either dump Evan Forney's contract and make other salaries match. And then you benefit by getting a pair of second round picks, something along those lines. Um, so I think for that reason, and also the, the, the most obvious and, and um, is it doesn't look like there's anything on the horizon, but you never know 
we're one Woj bomb away from Embiid saying, I've had it with this James Harden nonsense. I right. want to be treated. <laughs> um, you know, Luca, you know, I can't believe they re-signed Kyrie. You know, all that stuff is incredibly unlikely. The Embiid a little bit more likely than others. But, um, again, who knows where the, the next superstar, um, this Donovan Mitchell, say, listen, uh, you know, it's was, it was fun in Cleveland, but they're not going to, you know, in an interview kind of offhanded way, put some pressure on the Cleveland front office. Um, having that contract in your back pocket makes – those deals far more easier to consummate. Yeah, I mean that's interesting. I the way I took this reporting from Jake was to me the whole big story, the storyline of the offseason right now is this Damian Lillard Miami Heat Portland Trailblazer standoff where Damian Lillard is making it well known that he wants to go to the Heat and only the Heat and the Heat are making it clear they want Damian Lillard and the Blazers are making it clear that they don't like the uh, heat package, which means that a third team or maybe even a fourth team may have to be involved to finally get Dame Lillard out of Portland. I think hearing that the Knicks are amendable to using Fournier as part of multi-team frameworks when the whole big story of the offseason is a multi-team trade that is trying to be accomplished I wouldn't be surprised in a month or a couple of weeks or maybe this week or whenever that Dame thing figures out that maybe the Knicks try to find a way to get in to that uh, situation and to offload Evan Fournier um, in order to just offload his contract or maybe I don't know if they they get a great player in, in return for him. I, I would be surprised by that, but I, I'm I'm now keeping an eye out on the Knicks and wondering whenever this Dame little thing shakes out, is Evan Fournier involved in some way? As a as a as a as an expiring contract to help the Blazers perhaps be more enticed to take on a heat package um, in that situation, that would be something I'll be looking at. Yeah, it's fascinating to see how this plays out. I saw the couple of days I've seen some, you know, should the Thunder get involved, they have more assets they can send Portland away that obviously would um, fulfill Portland's need. I mean, essentially, the Thunder, you know, we talked about the Magic having to consolidate their guards. The Thunder are going to have to consolidate all those draft picks. I mean, it looks great yeah. in theory to have 15 draft picks over the next five drafts, but what happens when you actually have to fill out roster spots? You're not going to cut Gilders Alexander and Giddy <laughs> and all these other guys that need to cut Jalen Williams. and uh, The list goes on and on to, to make room for these draft picks. So are you going to trade three draft picks to, you know, from, you know, 12, 15, and 17 to move up to 10? I, you know, something like that is feasible. But at some point in time, they're going to have to make those decisions. So trading for a stud, um, is Dame and Shea a, a, an ideal fit? Not really. They kind of both need their ball in their hands. That, that's when they're most effective. But I'd love to see them take a crack at it. The other one that I saw today on Twitter, which made a lot of sense, I thought, um, was a Toronto deal in which the Raptors trade. Um, the, the, the key parts are um, Scotty Barnes, Gary yeah. Trent, and two draft picks for uh for dame which i think makes sense you know jerry has always been one to you know he did the obviously the the, the famously the Kawhi trade um that mm -hmm. netted them a championship he's never been afraid to trade for a star player that makes a team competitive at the moment um you surround dame and and pascal siakam and og ananobi um and yaka pertley just brought back like that's a legit team that can, can make some real noise in the eastern conference um would it be devastating to trade scotty barnes absolutely um even though he's you know looked like an absolute monster his, his rookie season um i think it was a little bit disappointing 
um, in, in terms of his progress. Yeah, he plateaued. He plateaued a bit last year. A little bit. So you, you know, is he go, is he going to take another step forward, or is he kind of this is where he's going to be at? That's something the Raptors would have to decide. Obviously, it'd be tough to trade him, but um, I think that's something. And then if you're then if you're if you're Portland, is that enough to get back from Dame? You know, you, you're investing heavily right. um, in Barnes, but I think that was probably the closest you're going to get um, to a legit. You know, guy that can be one of the 15, 20 best players in the NBA um, in his prime, and you know, a couple of draft picks. So my my uh, my hunch is, and then obviously the Raptors have to, you know, is would Dame show up? I just don't see Lillard, a guy who's built a career, you know, professing his professionalism, and to his credit, has been yeah. nothing but the consummate professional. Yeah. Um, you know, showed up, done his work. He had some injury issues, but never sat out back-to-backs, et cetera. Loves to play the game. I don't see him going to, especially a competitive city. Okay, C might be a little bit weird, um, but, a, you know, a situation in Toronto where they would be, you know, at worst the third, fourth best odds to come out of the East. Um, you know, yeah. real fighter's chance to, to advance to the NBA Finals. I don't see him just quitting and, one, not showing up, and, two, sacrificing $150 million. So my sense is that, like, before the start of camp, I think the, the Blazers are handling it well right now, um, you know, doing what they should do. They have a responsibility to the franchise, not just to, to Dame Lillard. Um, they, obviously, they want to do what's best for him, but they want to do what's best for the team as well. Um, I think it's something like we'll hear something weird um, because I, I don't know if Miami has the pieces to, to improve their package. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Blazers really – are handling as well because like the heat don't have the best package in theory, as long as other teams get in. Now, I think what we're seeing is Damian Lillard's agents trying to uh, depress the market for him by telling these other teams yeah. that Damian Lillard will, will be very unhappy right. if he gets traded there. My thing, if I was another team, I'd be like, so <laughs> I'm like, he's going to have to show up. Like what, like, what is it? He's going to, he's really going to pull a Ben Simmons. A lot of people like, are he, unhappy when they go to work. They still go to work, you know? Right, exactly. I mean, is he going to pull up Ben Simmons? Is Damian Lillard the guy who's all about, you know, as I said on uh, CBS Sports Radio today, Mr. Hustle, loyalty, respect like John Cena? Is he really going to pull up Ben Simmons and say, I'm not going to show up? Or whatever? Like, come on. We know that's not happening. So uh, that none of this stuff I'm hearing would deter me if I was yep. the Thunder or any of the other teams in trying to get into this Dame Lillard sweepstakes. You mentioned the Thunder. I just give people context of how many draft picks the Thunder have in just the next few years. The Thunder have Four first-round picks next year. That includes their own, a Clippers are protected, a Jazz top 10 protected, so maybe that's on the Fritz that they'll get that one, and a Rockets top four protected, which, again, maybe on the Fritz, but both of those teams should be improved this year, so you would think that they may get all four. Which is why it's important. That's why the Rockets signed it, were so motivated to sign Van Vliet. Right. Yeah, they don't want to give away another top, top four pick. Correct. So if you're the Rockets, you had a choice to make. Are you going to be awful and make sure you have one of the Forest records and then right. pray for good luck? You, you get, know, and, right. and, or you know, try to be the 15th seed because if you're the five, six, seven slot, that's that's when you really get hurt. So I still. Right, exactly. that, that being said, I thought the Dylan Brooks contract and the fact that they had to trade those first round picks to clear space, it, it was a terrific allocation of assets. But that's that, that was at least the the Rockets' rationale. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
So you got those four first round picks next year. You got two first round picks uh, coming uh, the following year. They have their own pick. And then they have this weird Rockets Clippers swap where I think they get the best version of either of those teams. Uh, oh, sorry, they have three. Oh, no, they have four this year, too. They, I'm, see, this is how confusing this is. So they have four coming in 2025. So you got their own pick, this swap with the Rockets and Clippers where they get the best of either of those teams. Then they have a Heat 20, top 14 protected. And then they have a Sixers top six protected. So you, it seems they'll get at least three of those. Um, if the Heat, they'll probably get four because the Heat probably going to make the playoffs for sure. So you're looking at four first-round picks that will all likely convey in 2025. Um, and then you're talking about three more uh, first-round picks in 2026. So you see where this is going. Like, you know, I mean, you're talking about, uh, I, I just listed off, what, like nine, ten first-round picks in the next three years. I mean, you can't have ten yeah. new first-round picks on your roster. So just, just the next something's going to have to happen. Only, yeah. only six of the eight convey. I mean, are you going to have two six first-round first picks? On, on, you know, there's a guaranteed contract, so you can't put them on two ways. Um, you know, what's your bench <laughs> going to be? Just they, they, they're going to, you know, and and then and they're and they're going to be competitive. You know, they sh- they made the the play in last year. They should be around a 40 win team this year. So it's at some point they got to do something. Yeah, I mean, you got to think that Sam Presti is going to make a big move at some point. And when that happens, and if that happens, I think Leon Rose will be in the cut, saying, "I do have Evan Fournier here for anyone who's looking." for an 18, 19 million dollar relief on a deal because they can't find a way to fit a contract. Now just send us over maybe a first round pick uh, ourselves or send us something over that we could use and Evan Forney could be yours. So I think the Knicks are handling this correctly. Um, I will be curious to see how willing they will be to put Fournier in a deal like this and not have it be them getting, like you said, an Embiid or a Luca or or will they say, you know what, like, if we got to unload Fournier, we got to unload Fournier. We're fine with being just, like, the third wheel here or fourth wheel here in one of these deals. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, I, you know, I think there's a, you know, there's there's a decent chance he's still on the roster. At, I was going to ask that, yeah. Yeah, even by the start of the season, you know, training camp. I, I, I should say, I think there's a difference between him being on the roster on the first day of the season and him being in a Knicks uniform the first day of the season. I could see yeah. – a situation where they say, "Listen, thank you for your service. Go chill, uh, you know, on uh, you know, in the Hamptons for a while. Hang out in your apartment, um, and then if they, you know, because they're going to keep their options open, hold on to that expiring contract, and then should the deadline, you know, arrive and pass, and they still haven't found the deal, then to agree to a buyout, let them join the Spurs to mentor Wemby, you know, something along those lines, <laughs> or join a contender uh, for the final two months of the season. Um, but again, the Knicks aren't just going to give up." the potential value of an expiring contract uh, to, to keep the player out. Yeah, I think you might be seeing, be seeing a Jake Crowder situation with uh, Evan yep. Fournier yep. where he gets sent home or John Wall with the Rockets where right. he just gets right. sent home. And even if he's still on the roster, he's not actually with the team. 